We are here with Will Wells, and I, you're gonna have to forgive me, but I have to go, I just have to like go through your accolades, and I'm gonna be really annoying about it. <laughs> but someone's gotta brag on <laughs> Wait, wait, do we have time for that? <laughs> I, I think, wow. I think we have time. He's, <laughs> no. he's got a lot. <laughs> so Will is a producer, a composer, a songwriter, musician. Um, he's also a Berkeley alumni. Uh, he's been a touring musician with Imagine Dragons, uh, producer of Anthony Ramos, um, electronic music producer of the hit Broadway show Hamilton, and recently uh, a co-producer of some of the music on the movie Harriet. And most importantly, just an awesome human being. So thank uh, you for being here with us. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. <laughs> we talked about doing this, um, just having you like on the actual podcast, but then, you know, like quarantine hit six months ago and we've all been in our houses right. so Wait, six months is it? i know it feels like six months <laughs> for real i'm on day 48 right now and that's what we want to ask you how have you been coping in quarantine and what have you been creating wow uh coping you know every day is different mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. every day is definitely different i always say one foot in front of the other um just because you never know what emotions may hit day to day yesterday was a tough one for your boy mm. you know? come on but it'd be like that you know i just really miss yeah. my family i was like catching up with an old friend and all of a sudden i just started weeping <laughs> on facetime and i was like sorry didn't expect for this to happen but this is happening Aww. now wow cardic did it feel good to weep it was it was very yeah. cleansing but it was yeah. like you know um most much of what I do rather is is just people centric. I love people mm -hmm. and my love language is touch. So I'm just a hugger. I'm a, you know, that's just who I am. And that's, that's part of the fabric of my being. So, high five. I, high five. <laughs> yeah. so it's just been such a long time. Like I lie to you not when I tell you it's, it's day 48, we are finishing day 47, but Wow. At 12.30, day 48 begins. So, you know. I you have that on your phone every day and you look at it. Every day. It's just a counter. Yeah. Okay. okay. Right. Right. Yeah. But do, do you feel like it's it's helpful in a way? Um, I like to keep perspective. Yes. Of things. You know, I was like, okay, last time I cried was day 27. <laughs> so 20 days apart is not too bad. But yeah. not not to even like make you feel bad, but it's like no. good to know like when your releases are happening. It's like, okay, maybe this should happen more often. Maybe it should be yeah. every mm -hmm. You're like a on week. a monthly, you're on a monthly schedule. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but you know, it it was good to just stay in touch with friends like that. And and you know, there's the time to feel things alone, but also know that I still have people there when I need them. Mm -hmm. It's great. And um you know, creatively, it's been really interesting, actually. It's, it's forced me, quarantine has forced me to be more creative with different parts of my skill set. So before college, I was very, very, very into computers. And so, and I have a background in IT and tech support. So all throughout college, I worked several jobs, but uh, one of the first jobs that I had in and uh, maintained all the way throughout college was tech support for the professional writing division at Berkeley. So I would fix all the teachers and the chairs of the department's computers. And I was just always really into tech, into computers. And, and what that meant, even as a child, was every time the family got a new computer, what do you think happened to that old computer? 
went right down into the basement that I conquered. <laughs> I laid siege to the basement. It was mine. And, uh, and I would break it open and break it and fix it. And that's just how I learned to work my way around machines. So what oh, that wow. has meant for quarantine is that uh, I've really had to dig into that tech knowledge and understand how to get setups with microphones and high quality audio and talk artists through doing setups as well, which has been really interesting and actually quite rewarding, you know, mm -hmm. teaching them how to use some of the technology that I use on a day-to-day -day basis in the studio. So I think that's been the biggest uh, creative revolution in, you know, for me personally in quarantine, it's just understanding that having a command of the tech so that it doesn't get in the way of creativity is, is my primary focus. Wow. wow. Yeah. Are you quarantined by yourself? No, I have a housemate. His okay. name is Richie. And okay. He's amazing. Okay. He's one of my closest friends. And, and, you know, we always say the morale is high. You know, we keep the morale high in the mm. house and, and every day is a party. You know, <laughs> we always, you know, it went from uh, one of my songwriter friends, his name is Kinetics, uh, Jeremy. He texted me this list of period piece films that he just loves. And so we started hacking away at the period piece list. And like from that comes so many jokes from the movies that we were watching. And then I got really busy all of a sudden. It's like, okay, once all the artists were set up with their uh, microphone and, and recording setups at their homes, all of a sudden I had to start working again. And I was like, oh, wait, I'm back at work every day, all day. And which is great because yeah. you know, that's constant interaction with people and recording, creating content, working on exactly what I was working on before quarantine. Oh, good. That's yeah. good. And it's a little different because we're in the comfort of our own homes now, you know, and it's, you know, dare I say, way more efficient. There's nothing mm. like being in a room with humans. As you know, I love humans. But um, to know that, you know, I say the first time I cried was day 27. And that was actually the first test session that I did with another artist that I work with named Cynthia Arivo. And uh, she sang her first pass. We were just testing the mic. <laughs> and I was like, and I'm crying. You know? um, but it was, it was a beautiful thing. It was actually a good, I know this makes me sound like a very overly emotional human being, which I am. <laughs> um, you know, it contributes to the art. But, you know, that for me was a reminder that the magic isn't just based on the place or the room that you're in with the humans, but it's actually inside of us, mm. you know? So I feel the same burst of emotion when we're thousands of miles apart as when we're in the same room. And that showed me that all these things that we think we need to get to that place, that, that higher vibration when we're creating together, we actually have that in here and it doesn't have anything to do with us sitting next to each other, you know? Mm -hmm. And that may be a different and equally as good vibration, but we can, we can achieve that distantly or next to one another that's a positive outlook i like that <laughs> i'm hugging but yeah <laughs> yeah nothing will replace the hug but you know, that, that gave my heart a hug so that's that a beautiful good. moment yeah cool. i think everyone is feeling that way of just getting back to the basics and remembering like oh right it's it's simple yeah it's, mm -hmm. you know it's it's just simple and we live such complicated, busy lives all the time that yeah. we can easily forget that. Absolutely. Um, in the speaking of that, in the beginning, because you are always on the hustle, always on the go, was that hard having to be in one place and, and know that you were going to be inside and stuck? <laughs> um, I wouldn't say that it was hard as much as it was different. I embraced it 
uh, as a very interesting experiment slash challenge. Um, and also, of course, embraced it because that's what we need to do. It's our responsibility to mm -hmm. everybody else around us and their families and their grandparents, et cetera. But um, for me, I had definitely been traveling well enough for, you know, what other people would consider the entire year, you know, in about the two weeks, exactly the two weeks prior to when my quarantine started, I had been on 11 flights in 15 days, four of which were international. Wow. Um, and I had already flown 75,000 miles before February was even over. So <laughs> in a sense, this was a good thing. It was like, okay, yeah. sit down. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. uh, I, uh, my housemate is the one that goes out on the, uh, adventures, but I actually have not left the building in 47 oh. days. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, is that intentional? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wow. I'm, I'm I'm saving the uh I'm I'm saving the long walk or or whatever for you know when I really need it. But also I have a I have a great situation here. We have two roof decks and I definitely am out every day. Oh yeah. With that fresh okay. air. You're getting fresh air. Okay. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I have a lot of plants in the house. I'm thinking. <laughs> so like it's kind of it's morphed into this thing where I like yeah I'm staying in the house. I'm locking down. <laughs> I'm in the mix. You know? I love it. <laughs> now it really is a challenge to see how long you can go. Right? Challenge. Yeah. <laughs> Has there been anything else specific you've been doing each day to keep sane? Um, the the schedule kind of dictates that for me. You know, I I like to think that I have a pretty um, solid constitution in terms of governing my own uh, governing my own stasis, if you will, if that makes mm -hmm. any sense. Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, I think that the work has been good, you know, at first it was like zoom or FaceTime parties with the homies, like all of us, I think everybody discovered that you can have like up to 32 people on a FaceTime call at once. <laughs> but I feel like, I feel like I've experienced the gamut of things like, uh, a zoom birthday party did one of those and, and you know toasts and a zoom wine tasting, <laughs> like so many different things, but it's really just like in a way it's been a blessing because I've kept more in touch. And I know that a lot of people can say this, but more in touch with more people around the world than when I was running around on flights all the time or, you know, in sessions in, in a room where it was, you know, you have to travel to get there and you lose time back and forth, especially in Los Angeles driving all the time. There's like more time to just um, focus on others, which has been great. And also to, uh, you know, wake up early and know that I don't have to get running right away. So this morning, for example, is my friend's birthday and she lives in Australia. Mm. So, you know, I was able to talk to her and wish her a happy birthday. Aww. Yeah. You know, whereas before it might've been a text. Now it's like, you know, let's actually see how people are doing. Um, mm. Because everybody needs to know that somebody's thinking about them, you know? Yes. You have like a, an inner Yoda quality <laughs> about you. And uh, that other interview I was watching, I was wondering like what, do you have a mentor or, or some place that you witnessed that or where did that come from? Wow. Thank you. Yeah. First of all. Um, yeah. There are several mentors, incredible humans in my life. Um, but I'd say more than anything, um, my father, mm. you know, he's, he's a just a pastor, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah he is a pastor. Um, and he's just the most patient human 
and kind and loving. And I seek to be like him every day. Mm. Um, and my mother as well, you know, she's very, I think of the pair, you know, uh, my mother is, is very forward thinking and she's very, um, what's the word that they say when uh, you take action early? I, I'm forgetting my vocabulary proactive. right now. Yes, that is the word. She's very proactive. <laughs> and um, so, you know, I think I have that to attribute to her. And then my father is just very centered. He's very grounded. And so I seek to be like him. In, in those ways. And, and the patience is a huge thing, especially uh, when you're dealing with a lot of situations that, uh, you know, you don't know what the outcome is going to be or you didn't expect to end up in them. And dealing with artists a lot, that can happen. <laughs> or even music life, tour life, as I know, uh, at least I know Nikki knows about that. It's just like, things change so much. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it's it's always been important to not let anything interrupt my inner stasis as much as I have control over it. I may not have control over what happens, but I definitely have control over how I react to it. And so as much as I can harness that, that that's what I'm looking to do on a daily basis, whether it's playing in front of 20 to 90,000 people or sitting in a room with one artist. Um, so that, that's what I reach to. In terms of mentors, so many incredible people. I have five that I kind of claimed as mentors, whether they liked it or not. Um, first of which was a gentleman named Marcus Baylor. He's from, uh, or he lives in the South Jersey area as well. So we connected when I was in high school. He used to play drums with the Yellow Jackets amongst many other uh, incredible artists. And he has a group now with his wife called the Baylor Project. Cool. Really incredible Grammy nominated. And just, you know, he was the one that always pulled it back to home which was great. You know, it's like when I'm working on all these other projects with different people, he's like, yeah, but what are you doing for yourself? <laughs> he's the one that's consistently like that. And another gentleman named Sam Wilson, who is, I call him my lawyer, my lawyer manager, but also like one of my best friends. And, you know, we call it, we call it Jedi life, you know? And, and for us, it's just like making sure that we keep the mind sharp and don't let the little things. This Star Wars, I know. I was... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, just making sure that we don't let unnecessary things mess up the stasis, you know? It's like there are things, when you think about it, and I think the world is seeing now, there are much bigger things that we need to worry about than mm. perhaps we had considered before. So, uh, you know, Sam was always great about, you know, he's probably the one I talked to the most. and has really inspired me to just sharpen the sword as much as possible. Um, Steven Weber, he, I met him at Berkeley College of Music, really incredible person. What I love about Steven is that he is always up to something. He's just always up to something. It's like whenever my whole thing with Steven used to call is like, all right, something's going on. I can't wait to hear what it is. I better pack my bag or something. You know, the first time I ever left the country was with Steven, the first tour I ever did. He always tells the story. He's like, you were so excited. It was so cute. You were in the airport and just pacing around. Couldn't wait to get on the plane. We went and did a tour of Finland. He had a group called the Scratch Ambassadors. And he introduced me to my next mentor once I left Boston area, which was Richard Gibbs. And that's who I worked for in Malibu at Woodshed Recording. And that was like my first big boy job in Los Angeles uh, after working for Alex Lackmore on Bring It On, and then the first kind of iteration of Hamilton, the show that Lynn did at Jazz at the Lincoln Center in 2012. And Richard has been, Richard, like Steven, 
very forward thinking, always has ideas and really just incredibly benevolent, if anything. Mm. He's, he always did such a great job of trying to figure out how to put me in a position to win myself, but putting me in those rooms so that those natural connections could happen. And he did that with RZA. That's how I became RZA's engineer and worked on Wu-Tang album and some of RZA's projects. He did that with Logic, which resulted in, you know, playing on songs like 1-800 and going on his North America tour and, and things like that. So he's always been very, very gracious about that and, and wanting to see others succeed. And, mm, and another one is Ivan Barrios, who is from the Philadelphia area and produced oh. like <laughs> some of my favorite, absolutely some of my favorite childhood hits, like, uh, you know, Just Friends from Music Soul Child to, mm. you know, tracks with Jill Scott, Legacy, you name it. He's, mm. And he's also very involved in the Recording Academy, which for me, you know, it taught me the importance of actually uh, doing everything that you can to have an effective change on the state of the music industry and and make sure that you're uh, keeping it as relevant as possible and and encouraging the youth and giving back as much as possible. So Ivan has been great about that and just more than anything, a great example and also an incredible collaborator. We have a lot of fun making music together. So those, I call them my board of directors, my, my five mentors, you know, yeah. Napoleon Hill, if you read uh, Think and Grow Rich, talks about having your mastermind alliance. Um, and so for me, that's my mastermind that's alliance. Sam. Yeah, that's, you know, when I make big decisions, you better believe I hit every mm -hmm. single one of them up and just kind of talk through it. Oh, so, cool. Wow. I, I hi, highly, heavily recommend uh, getting mentors. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned uh, the need and the desire to give back. You have done a lot of that so far in life with, you know, going, you love going to schools, giving lectures, doing mm -hmm. workshops. Why is it, why is it so important for you to do that? Because, you know, when I, when it all started, actually, I had a friend from high school. Her name is Nina Stiefel. She was telling me about what was happening in education in South Jersey. And it was, it was heartbreaking to me because um, at that point, they were cutting budgets from a lot of the music programs. And this is probably around 2012 when it was, you know, becoming apparent. I remember going back the first time and talking to some of my teachers and they were just very upset, you know, that what was already a very small stipend to do an after school program for students was, was cut from the budget. And uh, for me personally growing up, my mother always told me actually, Mama Well, she was like, oh, I always knew exactly where you were. She was like, you may not realize why you were involved in so many things, but I knew exactly where you were at all times. She was so active. Yeah. But it actually made sense, you know? It's like, you don't have to worry about your kid getting into something if he's busy and you know exactly what he's mm -hmm. doing. And so for me, having that wind ensemble that I could be a part of, you know, after school to just drive me to be better on my instrument, which resulted in me playing harder material and then able to get first chair all South Jersey on tuba. You know, for me, that was a huge thing back then because I was able to work and, and practice and, and land on something that I set my sights on and understanding how important that will be for later on in your life, that it takes work and a lot of practice before you can actually achieve the goal that you want you know for me in those moments as a high schooler those were pivotal moments for me of those small successes right understanding everything that went into achieving that and knowing that nothing comes easy 
you know, that was important for me. And also just having somewhere to be, having something to pour myself into, something to be excited about. Um, for me, understanding that some of these students wouldn't have that was very sad. Mm-hmm. And so I said, there's two, two things I could do here and I could do them in parallel. One's gonna take a little bit longer than the other. So the first thing is I can just go to the source immediately and make sure that they have some extra angel dust of, of inspiration, you know, and I can go talk to them myself and tell them that I came from the exact same seats that they were sitting in. And, you know, I was in the same programs. I was in the marching band and I was in the choir. I was in after school programs and um, some that they may not have, but some that are still available to them. And more than anything, I am not much different from you, you know, from where, where I came from. I come from very humble means, youngest of six kids. So that's a lot. That's a big household to manage. (laughs) But, you know, to go back and and share experiences of how I was able to take next steps in my career, I just wanted to encourage the students to say, look, if you, you know, if you're struggling to pay bills too, or, you know, things, it doesn't seem like the, the sky is very high above you. Trust me, it is because I was in the same place. Mm-hmm. So there's very much uh, solutions in place and, and activities and things that you can do to just keep your mind sharp, you know, sharpen the sword. Mm-hmm. And uh, I want you to know that, you know, you can actually do whatever you want. And, mm-hmm. you know, if I could tell you that coming from the same place that you came from, hopefully it, it means something a little extra than having somebody say it to you on, on TV or you know, from somewhere else. And then the other approach was making sure that I push myself hard enough in my career that I can have a voice that is recognized and respected when I go to the Board of Education and tell them why they need to keep these programs mm-hmm. or just make a donation that says only for these programs. So there's no reason you should cut them ever again. You know? mm-hmm. I love that. Wow. What a good mes- message for people of all ages. Not even, you know, I mean, really. Um, have you been so applicable? Yeah. Have have you been thinking of those kids like now in quarantine, um, you know, not being able to go to school. It's just something that's weighing on my head a little bit, you know, that they're, some of them, yeah, stuck at home and don't have those influences coming to them all the time. I was talking to one of my colleagues and and her son is a senior in high school. And she was like, I, she was like, I feel like it's hitting me harder than it's hitting him. Like he doesn't even know what he's missing. Mm. Senior, you know, graduation, senior prom, all these things. It's very, it's very sad. Um, But, you know, she was like, he's taking it like a champ and maybe he'll realize later what those meant, but they're also trying, you know, hopefully as soon as things get better, you know, they're talking about uh, maybe doing a summer prom, which I was like, actually, that's kind of more fire than yeah us. yeah <laughs> come on prom in the summer summer 2020 <laughs> let's go um but yeah, i do think are, about those students yeah yeah and that, like you're saying there are like unique opportunities that wouldn't happen without this happening yeah. like I, I saw like julie andrews is like reading storybooks yeah Exactly. Like, so cool, you know. I'm doing a workshop later, actually, today for an oh, after school yeah. program uh, that's based out of Harlem in New York called Epic. Sweet. So I was just doing a little songwriting awesome. workshop with them. Awesome. And uh, awesome. I'm do it with my with with uh, Timber Creek, the school that I went to as well. Just gonna do because I would go in at least uh, once every half of the year, like before Christmas and after Christmas break, 
so, you know, I'm sad I haven't seen the kids. And especially last year, I got very busy. So I actually couldn't go in the fall because I was on tour. And uh, it was much more challenging. The last time I went was June, which is the longest I've ever gone, mm. having not been there, which is sad. But at least we can zoom in now and, mm-hmm. again, talk about solutions that we're creating to just stay involved, stay active, stay creative. Yes, yes. Is there anything you can share that you are working on right now? I am working a lot with Sir Anthony Ramos. Uh, Nice, yes. Working on an album with him um, that I'm executive producing. Uh, And the team has really just been wonderful. Our our meetings that we have even are just full of life and full of inspiration. And every time we leave it, and this is with uh, record executives alike, you know, we all... It, it, to me, it showed me that there's a lot of humanity in the process. And mm-hmm. that is the primary focus. How is everybody actually doing? You know, the music is going to get made. It's still getting made. And we're figuring out ways to do it. Um, mm-hmm. But that has been, it's been wonderful. And it's just, you know, also seeing the homies every day. You know, seeing Anthony every day has been really, uh, really special for me. And, and, you know, you talk about what keeps me sane. It's things like that. Even though I'm working, work has never actually been work in my life. So, (laughs) and, and working with Cynthia as well, um, has really been special. Like I said, she, she was the first one to make me break during quarantine because her voice is just literally straight out of the heavens. Yeah. Um, so working with her on on her project has been really special also. And, uh, still working with my buddy, Daniel Platzman, uh, from Imagine Dragons. Mm -hmm. Uh, he scores films and I work with him on all his film scoring stuff. And nice. so there's definitely, sorry for that loud noise. <laughs> there's no, definitely been uh, so many different things to, to, and that's also a testament, I think, to what's kept my career interesting is, is that there are always different things, uh, different projects to, to keep everything even more fresh. So I have to ask, have you ever had a moment where you, you just didn't feel motivated? Oh yeah, a hundred percent. The first three weeks of quarantine, <laughs> I was like, you know, what? I need this. I literally just ran around. You know, I just wrote what? Yeah. In in those seven or eight weeks, twenty four songs, made twenty four records. You know, flew to Sweden and back, shot a commercial, did so many things. Yeah. And I was tired. Yeah, you needed tired. a break. Yeah. And so you know, that I've. There were a couple of days, I'll be honest, I felt a little guilty. But I was like, no, this is important. Yeah, I need yeah. this. Chill when the motivation hit, let me tell you. <laughs> we, yeah. were, we were in the mix. I was waking up at 8 o'clock in the morning, working till midnight. Wow. You know, And I'm grateful that I can still work. Because I have a lot of friends who, who have lost a lot of work. Yeah. And so I'm definitely thinking of them as well. Yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, it's so good to hear what you've been up to and like, just thank you for sharing that with us. I hope that can be really inspirational. It was inspirational for me to hear that. Oh, so thank, thank you. you. Of course, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Feel, I feel grateful to talk to you today. Like, we're thank so lucky you. to have you. Um, yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah. Your inner Jedi is going to be with me all day. Yes. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you, Will. Yeah. One day, come, come on in in person whenever you're in Philly next. You're always welcome. Right. Yes, 215. Yeah. <laughs> <There we go. laughs> soon come, soon come. 
<laughs> Sounds good. Thank yeah. you, Will. Of course. Bye. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. You can be part of the Follow Your Art fam by subscribing to the podcast and following us on social media. Our Facebook page is facebook.com slash followyourartpodcast. And our Instagram is instagram.com slash followyourart underscore podcast. We'd like this podcast to be a community experience. If you have any questions or topics you'd like to explore, or if you'd like to submit your art to be featured on all our social media platforms, feel free to email us at followyourartpodcast at gmail.com. A quick thank you to Benyar Barshai for providing the intro and the outro music, our studio helpers. You've been listening to Follow Your Art.